Are you my podcast? 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 And Sarah Colonna, here we have another Wednesday night post-married at first sight. How the hell are you? Girl, girl, (laughs) it is. It's episode 18. So we have two more days before decision day. And then after that, there's a couple of episodes of like follow up to decision day, which I am excited about seeing those. And then a reunion. I mean, there's it's not going anywhere, uh, but downhill for some people. Um, I mean, it's it's. Downhill, it's been an uphill climb, a battle, all the words. I don't, I feel like everybody's head is spinning. It's a roller coaster, Clint would say. A roller coaster with a lot of ups and downs and undulations and very little pound town for people. Um, I'm just going to only speak in Clint now for the rest of my life. Yeah, you're just going to keep it front straight forever. Me too. (laughs) Me too. Well, because I got real strong feelings about how he was treated this evening. Um, Me too, Sarah. Yeah. And it's, I don't even, I mean, yeah, we're not there yet. I I know. Well, I'm like, I kind of don't, I don't want to pile on someone, but I mean, every fucking week she's mean and covers it with like a weird smile and a laugh. And it's like, that doesn't cover it. But um, I'll, I'll tell you, she, she. She uh she lost that weird smile a little bit on uh after party. There were a I couple know. times she was looking real pissed. And yeah. um I was kind of yeah, I was actually I, I felt like Keisha actually held her a little bit responsible for that. So that was kind of nice. And the husband, you know, they both and Eris, everyone anyway. Yes. Welcome so everyone to Thursday. We're about to get into it. We just want to remind you about our social media because we have a Facebook group. Are you my podcasters? Where people we have a Wednesday night thread on the pod. We have all kinds of fun th- people like let their feelings out. It is a safe space. Go there. Join. Yes. Ask to join. Uh, answer the member question so that I can approve you. Um, go to. It's like two questions, and they're like, do you? listen to the podcast <laughs> and <laughs> do you do you like me circle do you, one <laughs> do you know why you're here um and uh we have our instagram are you my podcast on instagram which is super fun and we are able to post everything there you'll be updated you know I, a lot of you seem to really enjoy us and we appreciate that so just know that as the season comes to an end we will be doing other things of course we're going to cover the post decision day stuff because we're excited about that Depending on how long they are and what all is involved, we might add other things that are fun to watch on TV, maybe some another reality show that we're watching. We're not going to launch a whole season of something else, but you know, we'll we'll be doing a lot of fun stuff or topics because um, we have our Patreon where you get bonus content every Thursday. So after we're done here, we go and we keep talking because we could talk forever about this show. And since it's like a post hour we kind of go off the rails there. So I highly suggest joining our Patreon. The month just started. Why not give it a try? Um, it's only $7 a month and you get all our bonus content plus Sunday episodes. So you get a lot of content at Thursday. Content? Content? Condoms? You get condoms too. You get too. condoms. Yeah, we, you, have, if, yeah we, we, we have condoms. Condoms. We don't. Um, no. 
but $7 a month, you get your bonus content and then you get Sunday episodes that are just fun, topical, ridiculous nonsense. So please join us there if you're able. And uh, hey, if it's if you're listening to this right now and you happen to be around Oklahoma City, I will be there tonight, May 4th through, well, it's tomorrow night in real life, but by the time this podcast comes out, it's tonight. So May 4th through the 6th at Bricktown Comedy Club. I will be there for five shows. So get your asses there. I know it's Cinco de Mayo. Well, they have margaritas at the El Clubo. So, oh, uh, exciting. Oh, I took Latin. <laughs> but either way, I think that uh, go see Sarah Colonna. It is such she's such an amazing performer. It's such a good show. And I love that club. Yes, it's so fun. They have a little game room next door, right? Like, it's just super yes. fun. I love that club. The people that own it are wonderful. Um, so please come join me there. OKC, uh, BricktownComedyClub.com, SarahColona.com, all the tickets you need. I mean, Mary. Oh, Sarah, I mean, I listen, I'm excited every week, but this, I really, I, I, I got my a bee in a, my bonnet a couple times, and I, I can't wait to see about if we have the same bee in our same bonnet. Yeah, my panties are in a motherfucking bunch. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, speaking of panties in a bunch, should we start with Nicole and Chris? Yeah, I mean, no question. That's exactly who I was just thinking about. Oh, uh, no. I mean, I, yeah, it's I'm all excited that I, I have to take a deep breath to even start. Listen, they are the only two that I still feel OK about. But why do they still drive me bananas? Because it's just. As we spoke about mini golf last week, I was very happy to see in our podcasters group and on Instagram that most that everyone was in pretty high agreement that uh, holy, holy poo, just take (laughs) mini golf and have some fun. And to say in this episode, she talked about her competitive side and she's like, you know, and and you saw that in the mini golf and and. (laughs) how well I handled it. And we had fun. What? I mean, yeah, totally different experience. I think she browned out or something because that is not at all what we saw. I actually think she hopes if she says it, he'll just remember it differently because he truly said to the camera, we're never doing that again. It was too (laughs) stressful or something to that effect. He certainly said, it was god awful. Um, well, the 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 fact that as she was talking about it tonight, she was like, you know, in the past, um, I would have been a sore loser, but I would. I was like, whoa, what, what? So, so instead, saying, I'm just gonna try to not be upset that I didn't succeed at a kids' game and blah blah blah. That do you think that that's fun? Oh. I mean, maybe it is her idea of fun. I, I, I'm still having nightmares about the roar of not really committing. And if you're going to do the dino, co- just all of it. But I wish you didn't have to do the roar. I feel like you do that on purpose. Because just, just I the, do. You do. Rawr. Just upset me. Rawr. Please stop. It's the, it's the, not that I want a big roar from her coming up the, but if you're going to put on the costume and force your husband who you said, you didn't want him to appease you and then force him to appease you because he clearly said he didn't want to do it. 
to put on the costume and run up the stairs. I know I'm talking about last week. I'm sorry. I'm still not over it. But then you have to. <laughs> Either let is out Chris. A- okay, yeah. Sarah. Yeah, it can't be a half-ass. Commit. Commit. Go big or go home, as Mary said. But okay, we won't talk about that anymore. Um, yeah. Well, hey, I was very, I was very proud of Chris tonight for uh, getting rid of the pineapples. <laughs> Just cleaning, cleaning house of the pineapples. And so she brings up the pineapple safe word, which, again, I almost had forgotten about that. And he basically is like, yeah, I did forget about it. Yeah. I mean, it was better when I forgot about it. Well, I was going to say it was better when I just thought she really enjoyed pineapple knickknacks and that it didn't have like meaning to it or anything. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, she she asked him about it. And I like how he basically said, I'm not afraid of you. I don't need a safe word. You know, we're adults. And then like got rid of all the tchotchkes, all the all the pineapple decor. That was well, great. It was. And even when she he tried to take something and I, she, I guess she said she was going to put him in her office and then he was going to take one toy. She goes, but that's a dog toy. And he basically he said, doesn't matter. I'm getting the hell rid of it. It's not sitting in this house. I'll give it to the dog, but it's not yep. just going to sit around now. Do you know, I don't know if it's old, is it old wives tale? Is that what people say? I don't know if it's true or not, basically is what I'm trying to say. But pineapple was, I, they always, I've always heard (laughs) that legend has it, that it's a a symbol of swingers. You could hang a pineapple over your door or whatever. And then, you know, it's safe to come on in with your partner and swap it around. Mm Oh, I'd never heard that before. Yeah, I do some stuff on the internet that I'm not proud of, but yeah, um, some searches. No, I have heard that before. (laughs) I swear to God, my friend Heather McDonald, who a lot of you probably know, she has Juicy Scoop, the amazing podcast. She's an amazing comedian. She's super funny. Um, She had, I I feel like we talked about on her podcast or something. And then, but at one point I had a pool party and she brought me these pineapple, really cute pineapple drinks holders things and and then it wasn't until later when we talked about pineapples on their podcast I went wait a second you gave me pineapple drinks as it are you a swinger and she was like no they were just cute I got him a Williams Sonoma I got it anyway okay all right so it it only has meaning if you want it to only if you you want it to do you yeah they're like do you just put them out when there's like a hot couple over when you and John are entertaining a couple that you're like, um, so let's see if they bite John. Let's see. Oh, I can't. I can't even go along with that as a joke, to be honest with you. The idea of swinging to me is so awful. I would I would murder anyone who touched my husband. It would not I wouldn't want anyone to touch me. It just wouldn't go over well. But I just. I do still have those drink things and maybe I'll send them to Nicole and because she won't take it the wrong way. She won't have her mind in the gutter. She'll just think it's a nice gift. Yeah. She'll just really enjoy it. And I bet they're nice quality. Nice William Sonoma. Sounds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was happy that he, I think he almost needed to do that to, to sort of stand up for himself in some capacity, just based solely on last week's episode. I think he, he, probably felt like such a doormat for going through the motions with the dinosaur costume that it was like he could love pineapples. Those pineapple lights could be his favorite part of of anything they own in that apartment. He was going to have to do something. He had to put his foot down somewhere. That's a good point. That is a good point. And he did it. And she listened. And 
I thought it was really interesting when he talked to his brother. Did we know that he was a life coach? I did not know that. And I definitely took note of that because (laughs) that was quite, uh, yeah, didn't know that. Didn't know that at all. Then wonder if maybe they could utilize him a little bit more. Seriously, I, because of, especially with all the, I know that Nicole has a lot of issues she's dealing with that have been coming up for her on this and she's dealing with them in front of a camera. I am not pretending that that is easy. I get it. I will give her, as everyone would tell me on the show would tell me, I'll give her the grace for that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I think that they weigh heavy on Chris, who he did say to his brother, they balance each other out. He can recenter her when she needs it. So I liked hearing that. It sounds like he's trying to say, yeah, sometimes it's a lot, but I don't mind being the person sort of to to bring her back in. Um, it, I, I, it it doesn't bo- it doesn't seem to bother him other than he just can't ever play mini golf again. Well, I mean, honestly, I bet you the mini golf businesses in the Nashville area all lost money. I know I said that before, <laughs> but it just it looked like the worst experience. Um, it is funny that when his brother was like what could Nicole maybe be doing better? And he brought up again, how critical she is of herself and that, but it's like, I guess that's the thing. I I think as someone who's also hard on myself and you've talked about this too, like we can be our own worst critics. I think it's, it's one thing to, to be a harsh critic of yourself, but it's another to sort of make it someone else's problem all the time by sort of handing it over. And I wish he would acknowledge that a little bit. Like it's not, it's not the, to me, the thing that she could be doing better isn't to be less of a critic on herself because that's something you work through on your own again, therapy or whatever, but just kind of maybe not making it the focal point of every fucking conversation. That would be nice. Uh, yeah, I wonder if he talks to his brother a bit more on the side. Yeah, yeah, true, true. He's not trying to like call her out publicly about it. Probably, I'm just curious. I would. I'm really. It's more of a question for me. <laughs> I yeah, you know. But I, I mean, because he did say that she uh, was questioning things and told him, you know, let her know now if he, if he can't be there while she's working things out that have been coming up for her, but he does think she's gotten better about it. Um, and it's a fair point that he would be heartbroken if it doesn't work out because they put in a lot and they, these two, they certainly have put in the most work and have been the most dedicated to the actual process than anyone else for sure. Yeah. And, and I do think that they're the both, they're the best, matched they're the most well matched yeah just just you know walking into this um experiment i think that they actually did a really good job with the two of them and i think they're going to work too i mean listen it's a podcast we're nitpicking it's fun it's what we do but it's also like i want to see them happy too i like i don't i want to see them go do something fun and, and fucking enjoy it have a nice time I know. And I think that is the 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 problem, just like I said last week when my husband stormed out of the room because he said she can't even allow mini golf to be fun. And listen, I, it probably bugs the shit out of her, too. Somewhere in her, she's probably thinking, God, did I really have to do that at mini golf? Or maybe she's not self-aware at all. I, I'm not sure. But I'm sure she wishes she could she could lighten up a little bit on certain things and certain things. 
I get, I get that he's very chill and she's very not. They, they both say that they, and when she FaceTimed with her dad and then she brought up the moving thing again and it just, it, that conversation keeps coming. But at the same time, decision day is supposed to be decision day where they tell each other if they're staying together or not. And I'm not saying they shouldn't have a plan past it or be thinking about past it, but if they don't have a place to go yet, they, it's because they haven't even had decision day yet. Right. On top well, of it. Right. Exactly. And and even Nicole's been part of conversations with other couples where, you know, a lot of them are saying, well, is it enough that we want to see what can happen past decision day? We want to work. We see enough of a glimmer of hope that we want to work. Nicole and Chris know that they're already well past that. They just need a fucking address. You know, it's not like they even have a big decision to make about wanting to stay together. It's they know they do it. This is cement. This is just logistics at this point. Wait a second though. Now that we're saying it this way. Okay. Do you think the reason she is saying, I need to know exactly what the plan is after. And he said, well, we're the plan has always been to figure it out after to figure out a place to live. We can't get one right now. We have to find a place that'll accept all of us, blah, blah, blah. We're going to figure it out. And we do both have places to live. They're not going to have to live in the street. And again, like I said a couple times before, they don't have to, they they can both, they can spend some nights at each other's places while they find a place that they can't sign a lease right now. I, I don't think that. So I don't know exactly what she's asking. So now that we're talking about it, do you think she's basically trying to make sure he's saying yes on decision day? Is that what she's, actually getting at here like she wants him to sign a lease before well, she, decision day or i no, not even a lease but she's trying to get him to say i am going to say yes to you on decision day and ah. we will find a place to live after but him saying i don't know where we're going to live after it might have to be apart for a bit until we find a place she's wondering oh is this because he's not sure he's going to say yes is her whole motive that does that make you- sense it does make sense. It's like you're Marissa Tomei on my cousin Vinny and you just crack the fucking case. That's what I think it must be. I I feel that makes prob- a lot more sense because she's been asking the same question, getting the same answer the whole time. So she keeps asking the question until she gets the answer she wants. Yes, I think that's it. First of all, either other people are like, wow. Sarah's right. Or they're all screaming. Yeah, we all fucking knew that already. You dumb bitches. Um, I'm not sure which (laughs) one it is. Maybe a 50 50 split, too. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I think no, I think that's a really interesting. I didn't as simple as it is. It didn't occur to me that. But that probably is what it is. It would give her something concrete to hang her hat on going into decision day. Because no matter how he has said that, yes, the decision, the the plan has always been to figure it out, that we're going to have to figure it out. There's no way to not figure it out. They have to figure out where they're going to live. So I don't know what else he can tell her other than I am going to say yes on decision day, if that's what you're asking me. Uh, And and then she would probably ask him every day and still until decision day. But um, yeah. I don't know. I there there is there's got to be something behind it because every time I've been like, yeah, he is being kind of chill about it, this and that. But then I think, what else is he supposed to do? They have to live in the apartment they're in right now until this is over. They both have their own apartments, with and the leases aren't up yet. I know there was some kind of timeline on his and her. I don't know, but I don't know what else he could do. 
So that's my new theory is she just wants him to already to take her in a room, say we're, I'm saying yes on decision day. Don't worry about it. And, uh, and that's it. I don't know. Even though I'm sure no, he's already I, said that. I like, I like that, uh, uh, theory. I think it's actually correct. I mean, again, it doesn't take much to probably influence me, but it makes a lot of sense. And I think that he could put there's not enough sticky notes in the world for him to put up. I love you's and assurances. You know, I think she does need to hear something like, yes, we will. I'm going to say yes on decision day and then we will fucking, you know, go off into the apartment sunset together. <laughs> I do want to say I really love her father. And he's so he's based. She's like, so decision day is coming up. He's like, yeah, if he was a loser, I'd tell you he's not. You know, he seems like a nice guy. My favorite thing at the end was like, just if you're going to do it, do it, you know, kind of like the mini golf or no, the rawr. Um, But he said 99 percent commitment is 100 percent not committing. And that like really made me laugh. It reminded me my dad used to say, like, well, you can't be a little bit pregnant. You know, it's either all or nothing. Right. <laughs> I know. I do. I enjoy her dad, too. I think they they both have someone good to talk to, which is. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think if they could. Gosh, if they could just come together with some kind of harmony. Yes. Wouldn't that be nice? You know, yeah. harmony. Harmony is something uh, we have a, a sponsor we're very excited about right now. It's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. And I, I suggest you do not skip this ad and listen to us because this is really, really good stuff. It is a company. It's a line of organic superfood blends. They offer plant-based nutrition made with high quality ingredients. Now they sent Mary and I three different kinds and we have been trying them. So we're going to give you honest, honest feedback on this. It's uh, their blends are science backed to craft the most effective doses with ingredients that are organic, free of fillers. They contain less than three grams of sugar per serving. So there's a ton of health benefits to these. They sent us a green juice, which I am obsessed with drinking green juices. I always have been. And sometimes they taste like grass. That just is what it is. Okay. <laughs> this one, they have a, it has a minty flavor to it. And I believe they have one that has an apple flavor that we haven't tried yet. And I'm excited to try that one. But this has a minty flavor to it. I mix it with water in the morning it is absolutely delicious, and it starts your day with essential superfoods that help detox the body, lowers cravings, and it contains a clinical dose of ashwagandha, which it helps support healthy cortisol levels, which aids in weight management and all the benefits of a green juice. I am obsessed. Obviously, we're going to give you a code at the end of our rant. Mary, I know you really love the harmony. That's why I said the word harmony. Well, I know I like you're like, hey, Mayor, we're going to talk about this. <laughs> yes, I absolutely love Harmony. Now, this was created to support women who are going through PMS, having PMS symptoms, and it is chocolate, which is my favorite thing in the entire world. So Sarah knew that this would be my favorite. I put it in my coffee every morning. Again, it combines 12 superfood ingredients. It's delicious chocolate flavored blend. And it, no joke, has really made a difference with my PMN, PMS symptoms, not my stuttering, though. My PMS <laughs> symptoms. Um, Luckily, they don't claim to help you with your stuttering. So that's Yeah, good. I know. Yeah. Nobody's been able to help me with that. But seriously, bloating, fatigue and mood swings are my top three issues. And I've definitely noticed improvement with that. It also nourishes my body with a daily blend designed a to support a woman's natural cycle, which I have been focused on as I'm, you know, with each birthday. It's been amazing. 
Okay. And I have to say, I have really enjoyed the harmony too. Mary puts in her coffee. I've been putting in with my protein shake and blending it. It gives it an extra little chocolatey flavor. I do it every day. I have a hundred percent noticed better symptoms in my PMS or less symptoms in my PS. And I actually have felt good all around. It is supposed to help you, you know, hormonally throughout the month. I'm not a doctor. I don't know the words, but I have felt a lot better. And as a lady of a certain age, you know, 48 years old, I, I, I could use this. I have severe PMS. So we are obsessed with this brand and, um, and the glow, which supports collagen is also delicious raspberry lemonade. Anyway, Try it out for yourself. Go to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash my podcast. They put a really cute page together with our photo on it and everything. Um, and you will get 20% off your entire order. So the whole order, not just one item. Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash my podcast. Use code my podcast at checkout. I believe it automatically applies if you go through that URL. If you don't and you don't want to see our cute page, but you just Google it, then use my podcast at checkout. Try it out. Trust us. Okay, Mary. Oh, girl. Jasmine and Eris, let's talk about them because it wasn't a ton that happened, but just some smacking. Um. Yes, <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of slap. Little slaps in the the bedroom. I'm which I want to ask you about that. But anyway, you know, they, I I love Eris. Again, we've talked about this. I love his low energy and his sort of comedic timing. And I, maybe because I'm low energy and I think I'm funny, but I just love how he does a very low energy breakdown of the of the couples retreat. You know, <laughs> and it's yeah. just, it's like it's like the most low energy play by play. He tells Jasmine she needs to continue to keep speaking up. Yada yada. She, he needs to create a safe space, all the things. It's like they're news anchors. And I really liked it when he said he wouldn't mind if she initiated a hug or a hand grab. Yeah, um, he said that and he told her that she already has been doing it. Um, He thinks it's starting to feel a little more natural because when they didn't do it, that it felt awkward, which is kind of how anything works in life, really, if you just focus on it too much all of a sudden. But it was good. I mean, I was glad he said that. I don't know that it was enough. I mean, he definitely appreciated her 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 pole dancing moves. Well, I mean, how could you not? I mean, I that know. looked like the beginning <laughs> of a, a movie that would have a rating not for for anybody under a certain age. Yeah, it was. Uh, first of all, I mean, she's got a beautiful body. She is uh, strong. We saw her climb the pole a couple weeks ago. Then now another pole. Um, I, I think it's just that there still doesn't seem this episode, even though they talked about on after party and he was telling her to slap him and all that stuff. And even I, I thought it was funny that she admittedly said, well, I felt like if I slapped him, it might not be coming from a sexy place. It might be coming from an angry place. And exactly what I was thinking when I was watching it was I thought, just pretend it's the rage room. She Jasmine. gives him a, a right yeah. hook. You know what yeah. I mean? He's like, what? He's like, I just wanted a little love tap, not a, a you know, a black eye. Come on. Yeah. But even when they were playing with the blindfold and the sexy stuff and uh, he gave her a foot massage, feather on the gooch, which I thought he said booch. Oh. Sarah. I didn't. Yeah, we learned I, on after party that I, 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 we heard Keisha, we heard sweet Keisha say the word taint. Yes, we did. Didn't didn't we? And mm-hmm. she she liked it. She didn't mind saying it. She said it with a giggle. And 
I and her, also her husband was there. That makes it even more fun. If you're going to talk about a taint, why not have your partner there? I was so glad that they talked about what a gooch was because I had never heard that term. And if I have heard it, I didn't know what it meant. Did you? No, I definitely thought he said booch. And then okay. when they said it on an after party, I learned it was gooch. And then I learned it was a taint. And I just thought, yeah, booch. I thought, is that web? vagina or and then anyway so apparently it's another word for taint and sometimes the show is educational and so is this podcast in case you missed any of that you're welcome well yeah i guess it's and it wasn't it okay i'm just maybe i'm again too rule bound i was listening real hard on after party but it was like taint for for the guys you know from the balls to the asshole well, that's what that is what they said. They said it was for the guys. I always assumed a taint was a, for for both people. I well, didn't know true. It was. Yeah, you're right. I guess. Yeah. Okay. So, but who, listen, we learned a little something. Urban Dictionary. Who knows? Maybe it's in there. Um, don't look up Gooch Smooch. That's all I'm telling you. No. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. Don't do that. Do it. Um. Well, I guess my point of the the foot massage and the whole or have you ever been a dominatrix and slap me and this and that. It's still, it doesn't, everyone felt a little more ramped up about it than I did. Yeah. I just don't, I don't, there's no chemistry there for me at this point. I mean, to them, you get what I'm saying. I don't see the chemistry. I don't think they do either. So it's more like talking about it with a goofy friend from college or something instead of a lover. It's so true. It made me very uncomfortable. There is no chemistry. And when I brought up the part where, he said something to her about like, oh, gra- you know, if you were to grab my hand or whatever, a hug there, like the camera that it sat there and it just showed them both. And she kind of looked at him like, oh, OK, and that would have been the perfect moment. It was like a little too long of just neither one of them saying anything where one of them should have grabbed the other one's hand, like just a, just a, just to show a little something like I felt like there was this hesitation and then it never happened. And it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. I mean, no. listen, the, when he showed up to the pole dancing, which I liked, I liked that, that, you know, her and Gina getting their sexy back, going and doing this. It looked like something fun to do. I don't know if I'd be able to wear a cardigan, so I probably wouldn't do it. But um, <laughs> I, I felt, I felt uncomfortable when he was there watching her because of such a lack of, that's just my own. It just, yeah. it felt like, like you, like somebody's brother your next door neighbor wandered in you know while you're doing this kind of self-love fun weird thing you know yeah definitely I don't I don't think she it's just not it's not there I mean they went to that medium and um Mm. I I just I felt that it's hard with things like that on this show because I know that the medium has to know that they're there for a TV show because I know that there's a camera on them, right? We all know that. So regardless, I, I, I think you believe people believe whatever they want and it's nice. The things that she said were really nice. And I do think it's easy to say that uh, there was a, a motherly presence in the kitchen when the, you were a child. For the most part, most people probably had someone around mm-hmm. yeah, that they, they could. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not calling bullshit on this medium at all. I'm not trying to do that because I've just, I've had some readings myself where I've been like, wow. But it's just hard in this situation because you don't know what the show told them, what they already know. I, You know, well, little- that 
I watched that with, I don't know, just very carefully because, as you know, I am someone I, I love mediums. I love psychics. I, I believe in a lot of different things. And so, again, not to shit on this woman's um, skill set or whatever, but I was sort of disappointed with how often Jasmine mentioned, well, you know, in this process, we ABC or this happens or there's a lot of guessing. So, but she was saying it to the woman like, as we've discussed, like the woman knew what they were doing. And that took away a lot of the credibility for me. Right. Especially when she said, she said something, she goes, well, you guys went into something blind and, and, and Jasmine went, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a camera right behind her that says married at first sight on the fucking side of it on a piece of tape. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, Like good. That part I was like, yeah. But anyway, it was fun. I thought they were both open sitting there. I thought, um, I liked that he she said he wishes her well and he's a man of his word. I do believe that. I don't know that I don't think it's going to be that that they end up together for that reason, but I do think he wants the best for her and he probably knows that's not himself. Um right, true. Yeah. I like that the psychic was like this man beside you. Yeah, he's got a lot of growing up to do. <laughs> like that that could you could say that about anybody. You know what I mean? Like just it was fun, but yeah, you know. It was, it was, hey, it was like uh, Keisha's husband, is his name Brad, said yeah. on After Party, doing something, I thought that was interesting, doing uh, something for the first time together, which for both of them, it was their first time going to a medium or a psychic, is is even more impactful when it's both your first time, because you'll always associate that with that other person. So if anything, they have a neat memory where they went to a psychic who was probably a little bit horseshit. And um, but they'll always have that. They might yeah. also have a divorce, but they'll always have that memory. They will always have that memory. Um, that was kind of it with them. I yeah, uh, I didn't. There's not much on after party either. Jasmine was a little reserved on there. I felt um, just about you know. I think she was a little embarrassed to watch herself on the stripper pull yes. back live. Just like yeah. okay. Um, and I wanted to say own it. You look great, but I get it. I wouldn't want to watch that either. Um. Well, that's like what I like about her personality a little. You know what I mean? Like, because there's other people on this show this season that would be watching it, you know, probably asking you to rewind it to watch this part again. So I right. like I like Jasmine. I like her humility. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, <clears throat> Kirsten and Shaq. <sighs> Sarah. Is this love? Is it right? All I know is what I like. That was a song that started off, but it was auto-tune, kind of. Oh, is this okay. love? Is it is this All I know is what I like. Um, <laughs> that was Uh-oh. the song that was uh, playing when she went to go meet her brother and yeah. told him that she was trying to find out what, Mary? She was trying to find out about why they're not having intentional conversations and communication. Oh, and communication. Inten- and intention. And no, both. Both. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All caps. Yes. Both. Yes. I was mm-hmm. actually glad that her brother asked what the F an intentional conversation. Yes. Yeah. Meant. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. Because I haven't understood what it meant. And now I understand what she means. She says, where do we go? Where do we see our marriage going? What are our plans for after decision day. But at the same time, is this what she's keeping him up till three in the morning to ask him? Because I wouldn't want to talk about it either. 
Well, how do you get to know some? I mean, those are those are questions that I think in a normal courting scenario, you've been dating for a year plus or whatever. I don't know, whatever your timeline is that you ask those questions. Why ask them right now when you literally are supposed to be getting to know each other? And it goes back to when Shaq made some comment about you need to ask. You need to have these conversations to get to know me. I just need to be around you. I just need to sort of experience things with you to get to know you. I think the whole conversation part and the communication, it's we've talked. It's it's the spinning of wheels. They're not. What if he says, oh, yeah, you know what? I want to have four kids in the next three years and we'll live in a big house. Okay, now what? Tell me about yourself. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And also, it was it's tough because you see this and it's annoying. And she talks about she's undecided. She doesn't really feel emotional connection. And she says they're not physical enough. And then on After Party, she talked about that again, too, that they she doesn't think that the attraction is there right now. And. So, and she thinks it's because his ego is hurt in the beginning, but we know that they've had, they've consummated. So I don't know if they just, they don't want to, I understand if they don't want to broadcast to the world how many times a week they bone or if they do, but I get it. (laughs) Um, But it kind of feels like that they're saying, I'm getting the impression that sex has happened and then it didn't happen again, or it's, it's somebody put a stop to it. Well, they they've run out of strawberries and whipped cream. Sounds like right. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we should order them some from Amazon and have yeah. it sent. Um, just send it on over. I mean, but when they sh- when when they had the conversation in the kitchen though, and they show clips of him coming home and kind of just <laughs> walking into a room like she wasn't there and walking past her, and I, then I got a little more her perspective. Yeah, that was really telling because in who somebody said that on after party, didn't they? I can't remember who, but like, yeah, Jasmine said she's been like, okay, Kirsten, come on, what's your deal? And then she saw that and went, oh, I see. I mean, and it was brought up several times tonight that it seems like Shaq is having a hard time, you know, compartmentalizing. I don't know how you say it properly, but like, you know, between school and work and being a husband and that he's just not good at sort of letting things go and and coming home from work and not having that hang over him or whatever the case may be. And if that is it, I mean, that's that is a shack problem. Like, yeah, you know, it really is. So it did make me question, but I don't know how a shit ton of talking when somebody's in a mood like that, had a tough day at work, be like, okay, now let's sit down. I'm going to berate you with a hundred questions about our future right now. I mean, that yeah. wouldn't fly either. I know. And I, and I think, I think you nailed it. I think that's the problem. I think she's on that level. That's what she wants. And he's on the level of, I'm trying to manage everything right now and figure it out. And I don't think either are wrong, to be honest with you. I, um, relate more to Shaq in the sense of, and not in a good way, I'm not saying that this is, but being a little overwhelmed by my outside world that I might be forgetting to, I mean, luckily I have a partner who will go, Hey, Hey, uh, (laughs) I'm in the room. Right. And, and I have to be called out on that sometimes. So I do relate. I think he's very overwhelmed. And I do think personally that this was a bad time for him to 
to try this. I yeah, think it's too much. Too going much on. going on. A, a million percent. I think you you hit the nail on the head. And and it's too bad for that because I don't know. I really I really did have high hopes for them before. Though oh, I know what I want to say. The one thing that I found sort of telling, he has talked a lot about wanting to meet her family. And then tonight we see, you know, she she put together this I want to say big dinner. It was supposed to be her brother, mom, the brother that couldn't show. He couldn't get out of work. And she kept saying, oh, well, my family, we're working people. My family has to work. We can't, you know, they, they can't make their schedules work. And and I she's saying on, that to a working person. Yeah, who somebody who's yeah. doing a ton of shit. And so I did. I was really thinking about that like that, that I, I didn't get that. I didn't buy that. You know, but then later on after party, when Keisha asked about her father and he's she's like, yeah, no, he doesn't want to be on camera. Maybe that's a little maybe that's more of the truth, even with the brother. I mean, the brother sat down with her in this sort of situation, just the two of them in a, you know, a restaurant or whatever. And the mom made the effort. The mom was great. But like, maybe it's more that they're just like, you know what? You signed up for this TV show. We didn't. And we're really not down for this so well that's what i when that came up on after party i thought okay well that explains why the dad isn't around but it doesn't explain why Shaq hasn't met him because they have time off camera they it, he could have yeah. met him that's and it true. had Shaq's made it very clear it's important to him and and Shaq seems stretched very thin obviously so i think when she said well scheduling scheduling is just scheduling he goes so we're just gonna go with scheduling she said yeah that's what it is scheduling and i did i, I was on his team on that. I just didn't really buy it either that they haven't had a moment um, to, to sit down and, and then to, to then have set up a dinner and then still have the brother once again, go, Oh, I can't make it scheduling. It just, I could see where that would be frustrating for him. But I also think before he focuses so much on her family and being a part of her family, they need to figure out, their family, the two of them together. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it makes me think of a time when Shaq brought up to her, he wanted or brought up to either to camera or her that he wanted to see her with her family to get to know her, to see who she is, what kind of, you know, sister, daughter, whatever. Like, I think he really does take family and interactions to be kind of gospel with who somebody is just in general, because I don't think he knows who she is. I'm not sure she knows exactly who she is. And I think just maybe putting them, putting her around people she's comfortable with, he'd maybe get to see a side of her he hasn't seen before, you know, but I don't know. I, I, it's also interesting that she just now with her brother said, yeah, I'm going to set up a time for him to meet dad when it's like, okay, we're how many days from decision Four day? or five days away yeah. on the show. Yeah, um, I agree. And obviously Shaq wasn't there to tell his part on After Party. And and when she was saying that she thinks he had his ego bruised and holds some grudges. But I could see that. I, I think he's he said it basically a couple of times. He said, yeah, now all of a sudden you're into me. And while I'm not there right now, I he's he said it himself. Um, yeah. But I'll say in this episode, I got more her perspective and understood a little bit more that perhaps 
I, I think Shaq's a great guy. I think he is family's important to him. I think he's here in the process, but I, I think that he doesn't have the time to do this. And she, and that's what she's feeling. And I think she's starting to really weigh on her. And so in that, this episode, I just really, I got that more for her and I saw it more. Yeah, I did too. And that when she, you could really sort of the, the authenticity when she said, do you like me? Like, do you even like me? Yeah. You know, I mean, it kind of it hurt me for her because, you know, I I think in the past I thought, oh, she needs so much attention. She needs so much. But I like I think when they showed those scenes of him, you know, waltzing in and just blowing past her and whatever, even a little kiss on the cheek or an acknowledgement or a, a hand on the knee or just she's not looking for she's not looking for anything crazy and for them to be that newly together and have it be like that feels extra shitty. Yeah. And even when she was bringing it up to him at the beginning, he was just kind of still making, doing stuff in the kitchen and not really listening. And then he finally stopped and looked at her and said, I didn't know that you felt that way. And she said, well, I'm telling you now. So yeah. um, Yeah. It was an interesting episode for them. I, uh, don't feel good at all about them working it out. Uh, well, love her, love the mom, love her mom, love the advice that she gave. Think it's uh, came in too late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do like a, a, a woman who comes from a place of no, you know what I mean? Like, like just prepare to be disappointed, expect to be disappointed. I feel like that's how I go into everything. But she had a valid point. You know, I mean, her mom, her mom definitely spoke with the wisdom of a woman who has been through some things and and navigated some relationships. It's funny you took it that way. I, I felt she was saying you have to let go of expectations, because if you have a high expectations, you're always going to be let down. You have to you can't you can't put someone's you can't put expectations on someone and expect them to meet them. Yeah, no, I took it like that too, but I think I think when she did say something like you're, you're you know, you're going to be disappointed if you have those expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not going to work it out, but if they do, hopefully they'll sleep on some nice comfy sheets from attitude. Um, and if they don't, hopefully they'll sleep on some nice comfy sheets from Etitude, another yes. product that we love, that we stand firmly behind, E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E, clean bamboo sheets that feel like silk, vegan silk, if you will. I think they said that. I'd like to take credit for it. But it's the most, it's sustainable bedding made from the world's first non-toxic bamboo fabric, so you can rest easy knowing your bedding is free from harmful chemicals, and better for you, better for the planet. We like that. Uh, we love v. that. Uh, this is another thing that we actually have tried and can give you our honest opinion on. We love these sheets. We both have a set. I bought another set. I bought my parents a set. I'm probably going to buy some more people sets as the year goes on and birthdays and things come up. Oh, Mother's Day is around the corner. Get your mother. Ooh, yes. Pair. Yes. Get her some attitude. E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E dot com slash my podcast because you'll get $25 off of a set. Mary, talk about it. I love them. And you know what? You've always say that you have a set and you got another set. I just got my second set because 
now it's the only sheets that Mark and myself want to sleep on. So we're just literally, I've gotten rid of the other sets of sheets and I'm going to have to get more sets because I don't like to do laundry that often. So um, love them, love them because they keep me cool. I don't sweat at night anymore. I wake up, I feel energized. I feel rested. They're light and buttery. They're wonderful. Like my hair doesn't get matted. My skin feels really good in the morning. They're hypoallergenic. Never wake up with irritations. They are the best. Not f- not physical irritations, just mental ones. Just emotional. Um, yes. Just emotional. Um, yeah, we we really do love these. And that's a good point. I actually have, I threw out a couple of sets of old sheets the other day, and I'll probably just get another set of these so that I only sleep on attitude because we love them. Attitude, E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E dot com slash my podcast, and then use my podcast at checkout for $25 off. And they do have a 30 nights risk-free trial so you can return them no questions asked, but you're not going to want to. Anyway, happy Mother's Day. Get you some attitudes and lose the attitudes. Yeah. 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 I like that. (laughs) Yeah. That's my new, that's, don't try to steal that slogan, guys. Okay. I know. Let's Uh, get to Gina and Clint so I can get it all off my chest. And (sighs) since this, I like to save them for last because when we go over to Patreon, I can keep ranting. We never never shut the fuck up. I, I cannot tell you the joy that it brought me to see Hank and Clint riding around together in Clint's truck. And when he, when he called him Hanky, and then he, (laughs) then they went through the drive-thru of a coffee shop and he asked Hank if he'd like something of the fall season. (laughs) I think I lactated and cried at the same time. I was, I I'm about to cry right now thinking about it. It was the <laughs> cutest thing. He gets him the pup cup. Oh. And I was like, I honestly just just erase this entire episode and just give me one hour of Hank feeding whipped cream to Hanky in his truck in a little oh. pup cup. And in his I'll voice, his Hank let, voice. It's like meditate. I'm going to fall asleep. Or I think I need a meditation from Clint or something just saying hanky hanky boy hanky boy oh. I, it's the cutest thing um and then they ruined it with with by making us watch them go to the gym no it wasn't oh. ruined it but do, okay of. i know that you have your closed captioning on right mhm mm-hmm. please did you at least pick up anything from that song from the workout that was leading into the workout where they tried to make it seem like they were Oh, Super cool. Um, no. And I have to say, just in defense of myself, the closed caption does not pick up the lyrics to the songs. Oh, but did you hear it? I believe I did. There were actually several good songs. Just trigger my memory. Well, I can't I couldn't make out the words and I kept trying and I kept rewinding it. And it was like anything I'm gonna make breaking it confident. <laughs> I'm a break, 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 breaking it confident. Oh. I'm a break, breaking it, breaking it confident. And I don't oh. think that's what they said, but it's definitely confident. But I, and I think it was like a low, like a low budge version of a Demi Lovato confidence song is what they were going for. Oh, okay. Now I, Sarah, this makes me want to go back and listen, but you know, I'm not going to. No, you won't. Well, either way, they, they both. My version is better. (laughs) Well, your version is my own, the only one I want to hear. And, you know, they, it was a nice song selection because they're Clint and McKinley are both very confident. Um, 
I loved that when Mac was like, so how's it going? Clint's like, well, we're still married. You know, we're still <laughs> married. We're having fun. Yeah. Um, well, he, he's yeah. And then I love that back. They were talking about Mac and he goes, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to get back out there. And Clint's like, yeah, go on some dates. I'm encouraging you to do so. And then we see a preview next week where they, he's like, I slid into Gina's DMs. I'm like, oh, oh I, don't, I don't think he meant with Gina. Right. But- right. Yeah. Not what he was trying to say, Mac. Seriously. Yeah. I don't know if that's airing next week or if it was, a, but we definitely saw him say that. So curious. It's got to be soon. It's yeah, that's we only not got much a few left. weeks left. Yeah, yeah, maybe that'll be one of the post uh, decision day things that happens as we see Gina and Matt go on a date. I can only guess. I mean, wild mm. guess, but they seem to be teasing it for us, especially by having Clint, uh, you know, flexing his biceps, telling him, "You got to get out there, buddy." <laughs> um, with my wife, maybe. I don't think that Clint will give a shit if he if Matt goes on a date with Gina after decision no. day. To be honest with you, and I, I think- don't, I won't give a shit either. No, I won't either. I would only be upset if I saw one second of Mac and Hank hanging out. As long as it's just Mac and Gina, I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Mac. No Boundaries, buddy. You don't mm-hmm. get to take on Hanky. If you try to go through a Starbucks and get him a pup cup, we will come for you. Um, oh, are you kidding me? I won't. I'll, I'll get in the car. I won't even. I'll just. It'll be. It'll be on. I have I to mean, say. Wait, they really ahead. gave, yeah, no, they really just dangled it because they, you know, Max, oh, I thought me and maybe we, I should have been matched with Gina. So they're really pumping that up and something's well, going to happen. He really liked the looks of her on the honeymoon, right? Yeah. I mean, he she's had, a beautiful you know, girl. She's oh, just, yeah. an, she's just, she's just mean. <laughs> yeah. It's coming off a little mean. Um, When, when I just, it's again, very telling when Mac, like, you know, and I'm sure they have these canned questions they're told to ask. And Max like, yeah, what you know, what are your next steps? What are you up to? And Clint's like, oh, I got a couple sailing regattas coming up. You know, if that has Gina in the picture, great. Like <laughs> not yeah. even phased, like, no. not even remotely phased about anything. Speaking of that, I want to bring up something that I saw a lot of people saying on the socials, um, yeah. specifically on the Married at First Sight. There was a. I don't remember if it was a clip of of him talking to Gina when she cried last week, or I don't remember how it came up, but there were a lot of people, a lot of people, obviously, and I'm sure Gina has realized by now and, and the, everyone's realized, and if there's not a Clint spinoff, I'm fucking rioting, um, <laughs> uh, that Clint's won the hearts of, of America for the most mm-hmm. part. Okay. Um, America's sweetheart. And but they were like, oh, maybe this was a missed. A lot of people thought it was a missed opportunity for him to not uh, hold her hand or com- hug her or comfort her when she was upset last week about the job thing. I never thought that. I wholeheartedly disagree. I remember very specifically not the face she made when she said gingery features. I remember this face she made when she talked to Pia and said talking about sex or thinking about sex or anything physical with him quote unquote, grosses her out. So I don't think that he would feel comfortable physically. I think he, the way for him to comfort her was what he did in the moment. And I thought he did it well. I was wondering what you thought of that. Oh, that never even crossed my mind that he should have done that. In fact, if he, I I think I agree with you. I, it would not be go in his favor if he did that. I mean, he talked about 
um, when when Mac asked him about, has anything gone on with you guys? He's like, I accidentally brushed her ass and was like, should I apologize? I mean, that's how removed they are physically. I think if she was sitting there upset and he started to get up and whatever, she'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Because like, yeah. even on after party, she goes, yeah, I don't know why he felt like he would have to apologize. I mean, I don't know if that's something I'm putting off or if he's just, yeah, it's something. I mean, it's a combo. It's a for I, you've you've said more than once that you despise him. Uh, he said that you're not as friendly when the cameras are off and his ego is taking a couple beatings so a couple punches and you know on top of that he cushioned and uh supported her and was empathetic and all of the things with conversation in that moment so much that i think it would have actually taken away some sense of him being genuine in the moment if he'd have gotten up and done something I agree. I thought it was handled well. And then I just, uh, you know, but it was an interesting discussion to see. People. Yeah, I think people are are actually thinking, hey, maybe she'll see that he's great. And maybe if he did these small things, but it's not. Hap- I mean, I, I mean, I understand I haven't just seen decision day yet, but I know what's going to happen with these two. I have zero fucking doubt. I mean, yeah, they. they she takes them to get that haircut even then. Good sport. Oh, this dome piece hasn't seen scissors in eight years, you know, uh, uh, or from someone else or whatever. And, and just he's a good sport. They this this well, stranger cuts his hair and he doesn't mind it. I thought he looked good. I thought of you so much when you've pointed out so many times when she has done like the backhanded compliment or almost like a dig. Literally, the the barber or the hairdresser marlin whatever he he takes takes a little bit of length off and she's like oh already looking so much better like come on you know i mean she made it like he he crawled out from under a fucking <laughs> like you swamp man like yeah it. exactly it's so unnecessary and and then I mean, maybe this was what missing was this this was missing the whole marriage <laughs> and yeah no, a haircut you know, mm-hmm. yeah Come on. It's not. And then when when Pep and Cal came over. And again, he's a good sport. Yeah, felt great. Haircut felt great. Whatever. I'll just do it. I mean, it'll grow back, you know, (laughs) kind of like my heart. Yeah. 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 And my ego. Yeah. My self-esteem and everything else that she's taken down here. Uh, (laughs) But it, it was. Listen, Pepper was so. Mm. They got so irritated. She said, what have they done to be intentional? He's like, oh, we did my birthday. She's like, did you watch Driving Miss Daisy or did Art of Racing into the Wind? No. What was I doing here last week? Honestly, guys. <laughs> she really, <laughs> she really wanted them to watch one of those fucking movies. I would have lied, I think. I know. I was like, is she getting residuals or something from these movies somehow? She was really <laughs> dropping the names again, too, to make sure we didn't forget what she suggested. Um... <laughs> But yeah, just next time lie, guys. Just don't. T- but they, they, I, she, they said you know, we didn't have the time. We went on the couples retreat. She jokes about how she was telling them to pick up money. They would have found the time. Um, I just don't think they want to sit on a couch and watch anything together. I just it, he, he Pep said, please do these things, and he says we're not opposed. But I don't know. Cal tries to say they look comfy with each other, and mm. um, they talk about how they haven't past friendship and 
when Gina, Gina even, well, she's so close to while my, you know, feelings haven't gotten there. It hasn't progressed past friendship, blah, blah, blah. And then when Pepper asked, which I thought was sort of interesting at the wedding, because they showed, you know, they were smooching and dancing and laughing and kind of touching. And Gina, you know, was like, I think we were just in the moment. And Clint basically agreed that they both you know, we're kind of browned out just getting through it because you're, you know, it's such a expectations and yeah, of of people are at a wedding. This is what you do, you know. But when Gina said like, well, yeah, you know, we're we're friendly or she just that she didn't see anything beyond their ability to support each other, like in their businesses and stuff. (laughs) It just it, it just made me realize that like when last week when Clint said something to her about, you know, one thing she could do to help would be to get off her phone a little bit. I guarantee you that when the cameras are not on, she doesn't even speak. She doesn't look in his direction. She's on her phone or a laptop the whole time. If she's even in the same room, I, I, yeah, I just think this has probably be, been a miserable experience. And and for both of them, I'm not saying, cause she hasn't liked it either clearly, but it's gotta be really uncomfortable. It has to be. And I, I don't, um, I would like to, for Gina to know that when you say something really mean and tear down someone's personality, when you go (laughs) after it doesn't make it better. Um, when you laugh, which she always does. And, and even when she, I know the part of is she's uncomfortable, right? When she, when they, back when they talked to Pia and she was like, it just kind of grosses me out. I think he'd agree. (laughs) And, um, and now she, I mean, everyone, you guys all saw it. She said she gets secondhand embarrassment from him. Um, that, and first of all, she made no sense. She said something about, um, these he has this bizarre energy that I and and that I've grown to love, but then mm, yeah, but then says at first it was you, you know secondhand embarrassment and that's not what I'm attracted to. No, you haven't grown to love it because you're still sitting here saying how much you hate it. And yeah, I, it's I got very frustrated. I was very happy that Keisha held her to that and said, and they said because she when she said, well, I'm surprised he doesn't know that about himself. It's like no, he knows that he's fun and outgoing and the life of the party and a, and a good time. But that's what people like about him. And you're basically saying that he humiliates you by existing. And you've already said that the thing he can't fix, which is his face and the color of his skin and his hair and his freckles turned you off. And now everything about his personality disgusts you too. I mean, what the fuck? It was, I felt like there was such, is it vindication for him? I don't know. But whatever, I felt happy on After Party when Eris basically said everything that Gina doesn't like about Clint is what all and he used the he said the phrase what every other cast member loves about Clint. So really showing her and just calling her out like you're you're alone on this, like you're on an island with how you feel about him. Um, And and then. Were you blown the fuck away when she said, I think she she probably didn't mean to say this, that she asked for the life of the party and she asked for someone to make her laugh? Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, that and Keisha even went, girl, what? And then and then she goes, yeah, now I've realized I must need someone more reserved. I mean, I always thought I was the loud one. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm watching her has been like watching paint dry. So I don't think that she I mean, I know we haven't seen her in her 
you know, out with the girls or whatever, but I don't get vibes that she's like the life of the party. I think she's like the life of a funeral, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Life of a funeral. (laughs) Yes. I, I, I was just like, who, number one, how, you know, it always said you should, you really need to see yourself the way others see you and just, just see if it matches up. But she is just tough. That also kind of vindicates Pep and Cal a little bit because she we've been saying how mismatched they are. And it turns out she asked for the outgoing life of the party guy. She got him and now she hates him. And just saying secondhand, you don't you don't have to. It's like you say, Mary, lie to me. You don't have to say, yeah, I get secondhand embarrassment. You can just say, I, I love how outgoing he is. I'm just not. And I and. And he should probably be with someone that's more outgoing and I should be with somebody more reserved. I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to say secondhand embarrassment. I have secondhand embarrassment for you for not liking him. I mean, yeah, like it just, me too. it was gross. I hated that Cal was, um, you know, she talked about dinner and she said, well, this is, um, you know, that's, those are things for Clint when he makes dinner, it's for Clint. It's not for me. It's because he likes doing it and he would do it for anyone. Wait a minute. What? I mean, that's what you do when you like doing something, you like doing it for people you care about. Right. So that's what that is. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just learned that I like cooking over the pandemic and now I love cooking for my husband because I like doing it. Right. It doesn't, it, that made no sense. And I like Cal was going, there it is. There it is. Why? Yeah. I mean, I have a bone to pick with him on this episode. I was mad. I'm still mad. <laughs> I could tell you're still mad. And now I, I I don't know if I was as mad, but now I'm getting mad at Cal. And I did notice, though, he he was doing that thing where he was kind of nodding as she was talking. And oh, yeah, that there it is. The whole thing that she's been never made to feel like a wife is 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 such horseshit, because what has she done? What she's in the minus pool of of. Of tr- of doing anything to make Clint feel like anything other than a, an annoyance, you know. I mean, at least he's out there cooking food, saying yeah, positive, just trying to have a nice time. She has she has done nothing to make this work, and she also will be the first one to tell you how much effort she's put in. Yeah, and in fact, at one point she said something about how she goes into she's been in this whole thing with a positive mindset. I'm like, well, when are you like? What's it look like when you're negative? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Go back to life of the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> I I just I Clint was caught clearly caught off guard, you know, and he he shares that when this conversation happened with the experts. And I don't blame him. I was caught off guard. I think Gina had a couple things come out of her mouth during that conversation that she hadn't even thought of before. You know, I just think that it was it was and what did she say on after party? Like her, her kind of digesting and realizing what was making her feel this way. No, I think it a lot. It all goes back to what, what can I say that will maybe I won't look like as big of a villain. Right. Because I think there's no way you don't watch that and think, Ooh, <laughs> yeah, it was a little harsh. Um, yeah, because, and, and again, Clint takes it on the chin. He's went and he got that haircut and then he comes and he says, um, he says, where, how, where did all this come from? Uh, this is never, she's just sidelined me and basically said, I'm gross. And like, I'll take onus on, on what I haven't done, but to sideline 
me and list all these things I don't like. And then he would have been very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Very, very interesting. interesting. Oh. And then they played a little a little uh, lead out that was like, um, do you believe or are they just pretty little lies? Little oh, okay. Little I did lies. hear this. Yeah. I heard the pretty little lies and I thought, yeah. do you think production's aiming that at Gina? Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Because they love Clint. Who doesn't love Clint? I, I'm telling you, America's Sweetheart, we talked about on our Patreon last week, which we're about to go over and do bonus content right now, because I have more to say that we haven't been able to get to. And we're, uh, oh, we're deep in here. Um, So we're going to go over there. But there, we had talked about, <laughs> about making Team Clint t-shirts and someone in our podcasters group. I don't know if you uh, saw it, but they posted their, their uh, sketch of one for us. And it's just beautiful. And it's I actually pretty, think we need it. I was going to say. need to be like, you got to make those for us. Um, we're going to go over to Patreon and keep talking about this. There were some other things that were brought up, including when she said, I'm just asking, what are those duties that I want to get to? Um, but thank you guys so much um, for being here. And we hope you can join us for some bonus content. We've covered it all here, but we still have more thoughts. We always do. Because we live and breathe married at first sight right now, apparently. Proud of it or not, we're not sure, but we do. <laughs> so join us over there if you can. If not, we will see you next Thursday. Uh, do you believe us or are those just pretty little lies? Little lies. <laughs> little lies. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Are you my podcast? 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 Are you my podcast?